Welcome to the Raising Confident Girls podcast, your guide to raising strong, confident daughters. I'm Melissa Jones, the founder of Girls Positivity Club and a teacher for over 20 years. In a world where girls often feel overwhelmed, anxious, and confused, this podcast is your go-to space. As caregivers, we navigate challenges together. I founded Girls Positivity Club to provide a place where you belong and get the tools to face today's hurdles. Consider this your regular check-in with a trusted friend, offering insights and practical tips for meaningful conversations. I'm here to help you feel confident on this journey of raising a generation of empowered girls. Let's dive in and raise those confident girls together. Welcome back to the podcast, or welcome if this is your first time here. I'm so glad you're spending time with me today, and I'm really grateful for you. And I hope that these episodes are helping you and will continue to do so in the future. Today, what I'd like to talk about is a limiting belief, which is a belief that holds girls back, about friendship. So friendship is a topic that I'm going to talk about a lot um, in different ways and different lenses throughout the episodes. So please know that this is not the only time and the only way I'll talk about friendship. But you know, really through my years of experience as a teacher for 23 years and then these last two years in still teaching and working with girls, so over 25 years experience, I hear a lot of these things come up over and over again. And this is across multiple ages, across different you know, personalities, all kinds of things. And that is the problem of girls having a limiting belief that holds them back about friendship that is, I'm afraid of not being accepted for who I truly am. Like if I share this side of me, then I won't be accepted by this friend group or this person in my life. And it's so surprising because it really is something that's, it's surprising and not surprising because it's something that really transcends time. I struggled with it when I was growing up. I know I had my small group of friends who did accept me, but I also felt myself kind of holding back on certain things until I felt like it was safe to, you know, do something weird or tell them I liked Barbies or something like that because there is this high risk factor with friendships because friendships are so important with girls. And I want to be clear too that if you're worried about how many friends your daughter has or the girl in your life has, the number really doesn't matter. It's really more about the quality of friends rather than the quantity. So some common perspectives that I hear girls saying, and I've heard over the years and even through my own experience, maybe you can relate, is they'll be mad at me. They'll be mad at me if I say I like a certain thing or if I you know, speak up and say, I don't agree with them or something like that. The phrase that they often say, especially in that elementary to middle school age is they'll kick me out of the friend group. And really even in high school, I mean, they'll say something like they'll exclude me. So the language just changes a little bit, but even in college, I have worked with college girls too. And it's like, even with roommates and things like that, this is something that comes up like I won't be accepted if I'm, you know, a certain way or I speak up about something. So that's one, that rejection. And the fear then from that is they're afraid they'll be isolated. So 
whether or not they're introverted or extroverted aside, that's not really what I mean. What I mean is that they'll be kind of excluded, ignored, looked at in a weird way, whatever. And they'll say things like, when I'm myself, people, they'll think, people don't want to hang out with me when I'm truly myself. So I hold back or I, I go along with everything, not dangerous things, but just like, I don't really like this show, but I just, I pretend that I do, or I, I just like go along with it. And I don't speak up a lot, like about stranger things or something like that. I've heard girls say like, all my friends like it. So I just kind of go along with it. And really that causes an issue with them being true to who they are and knowing that they can still be accepted by friends being themselves. And I think as adults, we all think, especially parents, you know, whoever, even my aunt, who was an important person in my life, would say things like, just be yourself. And that sounds very simple. When you're growing up, it can feel very risky at times because if it's not the norm, and I don't mean like extreme things, but like I played with Barbies until I was in sixth grade, probably going into seventh grade. That's very unusual. There's nothing wrong with it. And I would like, I kept it a secret from a lot of my friends because I didn't think that if I still like playing with dolls at that age, even though like looking back, who cares? But at that time, it's like, it's like a secret. It's something that I was really afraid to tell or I like to dress up. My grandma gave me these like, fancy clothes and I like like to dress up in them and walk around and I mean that was a little more accepted I guess with my my older friends but yeah so there is this fear and the other part of it is like well when I'm myself I cause drama like it can cause conflict it can cause drama so all of these things lead back to the perception the perspective that girls commonly have, which is if I'm myself, I might be rejected. I might not be accepted for who I truly am. And that's one of the huge reasons that Girls Positivity Club exists because I wanted to create these spaces where you do belong and I make that the norm. Like whether you are artistic, sporty, smart, good at whatever, or maybe you feel like you're not really good at anything, which I, I would challenge that. I think everyone's good at something. But I used to think, like, there's nothing special about me. But the whole point is you need to be in spaces. Your daughter needs to be in spaces. Your girl in your life needs to be in spaces where she feels like she belongs just for being herself and that it's safe to do so. So that is a really big reason it's so important to me that that's part of the mission of Girls Positivity Club. So going back to they'll be mad at me. If, for example, let's say at an elementary level. A lot of the girls like to do like they like to do um they like to do dance routines at recess or they like to do gymnastics or they like to do a certain activity. What I would see is girls who didn't want to do that, like they were like, well I don't really want to do a dance. Like they would put on these like pretend dance performances and and perform for each other. Like there was a group of girls that did that. And then there was a group of girls who did pretend play so they would and I'm talking like in fifth grade so and this would I'm talking just generally about this age there would be a group who would like to pretend they would like play house almost and build like we had these building blocks they could build with that are like foam 
and they would build like furniture and they would like hang out in the furniture and build like little forts and and things and then there were the the girls who did the the equipment so they did like they timed each other doing going on the monkey bars and things like that so if there was a girl who didn't want to do what her friend group wanted to do there was a level of fear that if she said, hey, I want to play kickball today with all the boys, or if I want to, and there were girls who played too, don't get me wrong, but if she wanted to like go to a different friend group and try out making the furniture with the with the blocks or whatever, there was a fear that if she spoke up and said that, that she would not be accepted. Like Then she couldn't rejoin the group. And what would tend to happen is then they would not communicate that to their friend group. So then the friend group would get confused and think that she was ditching them. And there would cause this conflict because, number one, the girl who wanted to to go play with other people felt a fear of rejection and isolation, all those things, like she was going to be rejected from that group, which then could cause drama, all because she didn't communicate what she wanted to do because she was scared. So what I would tend to do is get them all together because I would notice these things. And I think that's maybe a superpower. I was just very hyper aware of, of all of that stuff at recess because I was so interested in, in helping them through all of those things. And so even just as a parent or as a caregiver of a girl, if you're ever around social groups, just pay attention to the dynamic and what's going on. And try and do that as an observer instead of like, I think when it's your own child or when it's your niece or whoever, we can get kind of defensive and only look for like their perspective, but it's good to get that bird's eye view to kind of see what's happening. So I'd watch this dynamic happen and encourage them to, to say something like, and say things like, if you say this to them and they're like, we're never talking to you again, you have to play with us every second or you're not in our friend group. Is that the type of friend group you want to be in? And really posing that question, and I know it's hard, like it's much harder than what we realize. Like if you can put yourself back as a child, it is very high risk. Friends are very important, especially as they get older. And because your friend group is like your family, like you want to feel very unconditionally accepted and loved by your friend group. And there's this underlying fear, there's this secret fear, especially in middle school, moving into high school, that all of a sudden they're going to be abandoned by a friend group if they break the rules or if they go against something that their friends are doing. And this doesn't mean these are mean girls. This doesn't mean they're in a bad friend group. It's just this fear. And so going back to having the conversation, like encouraging her to say, hey guys, um... I don't really feel like doing gymnastics today. Like I like doing it, but I'm just wanting to do other activities. So I'm going to go play kickball, but we'll catch up later, okay? Even that quick little check-in solves so many conflicts and so much drama in friendships. Because what can happen is the girls that were doing gymnastics or doing or swinging or whatever, when the person goes off, when the when the girl goes off and just does something else and doesn't say a word, it's like did we do something wrong? Then they start thinking they did something wrong. They start thinking, why isn't she with us? Does she not like us anymore? So then they feel rejected and it causes this whole thing. And it all boils down to 
that inner fear of not being accepted for who you are, not communicating what you need, and being afraid that they'll say something like, well, that's it. Like, we're not friends. Like, there's this tipping point. So it, it's kind of like, that's why at home I think our kids will, will be kind of the worst to us sometimes because they know we unconditionally love them. And it's not like all of a sudden we're going to be like, okay, I'm done being your mom. That's it. I'm done being your dad. Get out. You know, that would be a super, like, abusive kind of relationship if it was like that. But they know that they can yell at us. And not that it's okay, but but that it doesn't mean that then we're kicked out of the family. So there's this different level with friends because even if they've been friends a long time and they feel secure, they can tend to want to branch out, especially, which is healthy, as they get older and think, will that be okay? Or they start to form their own opinions and they start to, and even as a young age, I mean, they have their own opinions. And they start to notice that not all of their opinions are going to be accepted by their peers. And there's that fear then of voicing that to to them. So that comes up a lot. And then, you know, that isolation, like thinking about, like I was giving examples of gymnastics. If you don't, if you're not good at something that your friends like to do, like feeling like you're going to be kicked out or isolated because of that. Or if, you know, at a birthday party, everyone starts doing karaoke and you actually don't like to get up in front of people and sing, everyone's doing it and you're feeling this pressure. It's like, could it be okay for you to say, hey, maybe I could be a judge or maybe I could be the DJ or, or take another role. So that's something you could suggest, you know, to your daughter is like seeing it as how else could I participate in a different way. So what we want to avoid with girls is them getting small and it's good to compromise. I mean, that's part of what friendship is, right? Sometimes you do things that you don't love to do, but it's nothing bad. Like maybe you have a conversation about encouraging them to say, hey, maybe tomorrow could we take a break from gymnastics and maybe go play tag or maybe do something else? Or with older girls, do you want to draw? Like, I really like to draw and do you like to draw? And let's let's maybe mix it up and do something different instead of always doing the same thing. Or if you don't like creating TikTok dances and your friend does, maybe just saying like, I know you really like to do these. I'm not really into that. So voicing that is very risky for girls, but it's very necessary for us to teach them that it's okay if our friends don't like everything we say. And it also doesn't mean that they're going to abandon us if we do. So it helps them understand that it's okay for you not to agree with everything that your friends do or say. And I know this can be more natural for certain girls than others. Like you may be thinking, well, my daughter doesn't like she's a leader and she doesn't really care if people like what she likes because she's her own person, which is great. There's also that other balance of like, well, I also need to take other people's ideas and things they like to do into consideration and there's that balance so what we want to avoid with them is or not avoid but help them avoid is that they isolate themselves and and they're like well if it's too hard to be in a friend group if I have to do all these things then I'll just be by myself it's so much easier 
or something like that. So because we want social interaction with our friends, that's that's human nature as adults, as kids, everything. So when you're thinking of, okay, what do I do? You're telling me all these things. What can I literally do? Because I want this podcast to be something that you can implement right away in your life. And I want you to think about like, okay, here are some steps I could try. So first of all, let's acknowledge how you might be feeling. So you may be feeling frustrated by this. So let's say your daughter or your niece or whoever comes home and she's complaining about friends. She's telling you these things that are happening. And it is like a feeling of frustration that you're having. And I'm so sorry about my dog walking all around in the background. So if you hear this walking around, it's my dog. But so you may be feeling frustrated by, you know, her saying these things. And you might want to say, like, just say what you think. Who cares? You know, it doesn't matter what they think. You know, they'll get over it. So when we make these, like, blanket statements about just get over it or just say, I don't care what you think, you know, in a nice way, like, I, this is my opinion and this is what I think. For some girls, that's easy. For, for others, that is, like, the hardest thing in the world for them to say to friends. So you have to know your daughter and just to go back to the last episode, if you haven't listened to Are You Open, whenever you're having any of these conversations, always go back to, you know, are they open to it? Is this the right time to talk about this? Things like that. And I'll go into that, into more of that in a little bit. So you may be feeling frustrated. You may be feeling confused. So this might be like, oh, I thought she had a really good friend group. I'm feeling confused about this because I thought she had a solid group of friends. This is new. She's never experienced this before. Or, oh, she's in a new friend group. Like, huh, this is new. And so, you know, maybe this is something you're like, I don't actually know what to do because we've never had this before. I've heard that a lot from parents. Or it might make you kind of angry, like angry not at your daughter, but angry at the friends for doing, for making her feel this way, that she can't be herself. So, you know, we all have that defensiveness with our friend or with our daughters or our nieces or whatever, because we love them and care about them and we want to help them. And there can be this like feeling of anger where you're like, why are they doing this? Girls are so mean. Like, these kids at this school are, are super mean or whatever. And so that can go into you wanting to solve it for them or just like calling the school or calling those parents or something like that. And really that's not going to help anything. So you may be feeling all these things or a mix of emotions or something else. So one thing that you can do as like a way to help them solve this is first of all, like I said before, are they open? So whether you ask, are you open to talking about your friends? You know, do you do you want to have a conversation about your friends? I know you've mentioned this before. Do you want to talk about it? Checking in and, and opening that conversation is very important. Remembering the timing. When is it best for your daughter? Remembering the setting. Where does she most likely like to talk to you? And when is it happening? Are you, are you doing it at, at, at well, that's really the timing. Um, and, and the approach. What is the approach you're using? Are you going to verbally talk? 
Are you going to, you know, write it out? Are you going to do something fun together and then just casually bring it up? So thinking about all of those things. And if you want more details about the the strategy of like openness, that's in the previous episode. So you can look at that or listen to that. So when we're helping them process and after you've said, are you open or you've thought in your mind, does this seem like a good time to bring this up about friends? You can check in with them about their friendships. So here's what you can say. You can, I'm a really big fan of open-ended conversations, um, open questions, because what I've found is an open-ended question starts to give you a lot of information. So for example, if you say something like, tell me about someone you've been spending time with lately. What are some fun things you've been doing? That is very easy to talk about because you're asking them like, who are they hanging out with? And it doesn't feel like an interrogation. Like, who are your friends? Who's your favorite friend? Like, my son calls it the machine gun questions. Like, one right after another, right after another, right after another. And I'm, I'm raising my hand and I'm guilty in doing this. I've definitely done this with my son. And it's a mistake, I'll tell you. It does not get them to talk. It feels like an interview. It feels like I'm drilling them with questions. And same thing with girls. I've done it with girls. It doesn't work. So... It's okay if you mess up, just keep trying and try something different. So tell me something you've enjoyed with one of your friends lately. And if they say, I don't know, if they say, I don't remember, then try it another time. So don't make it a one and done. Like, well, she doesn't want to talk about it. She's never going to talk about it. Just keep trying it in different approaches because what, what could happen is it might not be the time when she's in a space to talk about it. Or it just, something else might be in our, on her mind or whatever. So just keep trying. I really love asking what do you enjoy doing together because what it tends to do is open up a story. So then she's telling you all about this fun time that she had or this funny meme that she and her friends saw and that they were laughing about it and whatever, like something that happened in class that she really enjoyed. And so that's really going to get her talking and it gives you insight. And the biggest piece of advice I can give you about that, too, is to listen. It's very, very easy to want to jump in. And what I've really started doing is just making sure I'm not saying anything to interrupt. Because what we tend to do is like, oh, yeah, that's great. Like, and what else? You know, and you want to like jump in. And I'm not saying it's like horrible if you do. But what I found is. When you ask that question and you just pause and listen, it really gives you a lot of good insight. And if things are not going well in friendships, this is when this could come up like, well, actually, my friends haven't really been hanging out with me lately. I mean, they've been really into doing this one thing or there's this new girl that everyone's trying to be friends with. And so I really haven't spent a lot of time with a lot of people. I've just been swinging by myself or I've been at lunch. I've been this or that. And it really starts you know, again, for you to get that insight of like, oh, okay. So that's really a good one. Another question is, who makes you feel supported and happy in your friend group? So if you know she has a friend group, like, hey, I was just thinking about, you know, friends and, and everything. And I was wondering, like, who, who makes you feel happy in your friend group? Or, you know, who's somebody who you feel like is a super supportive friend of yours? And probably the answer is going to be obvious to you. If you know your daughter and her friends, you're going to know, like, 
who her friends are, who's the probably the one she's going to say. And again, just listen. Or if you want to take another approach that's even more open-ended, you could say, how do you feel about your friendships lately? Like, how are you feeling about your friendships lately? I just wanted to check in about that. You know, we really haven't talked about friends in a while, and I just, I just wanted to see how things are going. And if it's like, good, everything's great, like we're, you know, everybody's getting along and we're hanging out a lot, blah, 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 then great, you've done your check-in. Doesn't, this doesn't have to be like a long, drawn-out thing, but if there are challenges, you could also follow up with, if they're like, well, not really well, you could say something like, what are some things that have been challenging, challenging with your friends lately? What do you think is, has been like a concern or, and you don't have to say concern, but just like, what's, what's been hard, you know, in your friendship? If she gives you a hint that she is having some challenges, if she says everything's good, then there may not be any reason unless you have intel from another parent that there's been an issue that, you know, that, that, that you need to even say anything was hard. Because sometimes it's not. Sometimes things are going great in friendship, and that's great. But just checking in to find out where things are. And what I find with parents is, and with you know people who are really close to girls, is that sometimes we wait until it is very, like something's going on. Like there's an emergency in a friend group. Or not necessarily an emergency, but a like there's a blow up or something's happened where before we start asking about friends. So if you're checking in all along, you know, once a week or or whenever it comes up, doesn't have to be a once a day thing, but like maybe once a week you're checking in about friends and just staying in touch with how things are going and really listening really gives you a lot of good insight. So that's something that is, those are some things that you can do to check in about their friendship. Those are questions you can ask to get them talking about it. And then really it's about seeing if they want your advice. I really think about this a lot and I learned this from a lot of different experts and it is, do they just want you to listen or do they want advice? So as they're telling you all about their friendships or you know, this will be a good time when they're like really opening up and, and talking to you about it if there is something good or not so good. Either way, if it is something they need help with, you could say, do you want me to listen or do you just want help? Now, this could be after they've already told you a bunch of stuff. You can say, do you want to keep talking about it and do you want me just to listen? Do you want my advice? Because sometimes we jump in as parents and we say, here's what I would do. I would go to the girl. I would tell her to that you can like other things and that you can, she doesn't have to like what you like and this, this, and that. And like in your own way or, or tell them to be super assertive when that may not be super natural or it might feel, like I said before, super risky for you to, you know, for them to do that. So asking them, do they want you just to listen? Because sometimes they just want to vent. They just want to talk about it. They just want to say it and saying like, do you know what to do? Or what's your, you know, what's your plan? What do you, what are you thinking you might do? Well, I might just wait and see tomorrow if I say something that like before suggesting that they say, hey, communicate with them. Like, hey, I just, 
um, I don't really like to do gymnastics every day. I'm going to go play with the blocks and, and do, you know, the forts and stuff. Or, hey, I don't like to do TikTok videos, like, all the time. I, I like doing them, but I also want to do things like draw. Would you be, like, do you care if we just, like, draw for a little bit? Or you can do the video and I'll draw while you do it and I'll just, like, be here um, for when you want to hang out again. So giving them ideas that really match the type of friendship they have and knowing their interests and things is really helpful. And if they want advice, small action. So thinking about, do I want to tell her to do something that's totally out of her personality? So if you have a really shy girl who has a hard time being assertive, you don't want to be like, well, I would walk up and I would just say how it is because that's not natural for her. That's going to feel like I'm never doing that. She may say, okay, but never do it because that's way too far out of her comfort zone. So maybe just saying something small, like I recommended, you know, about the, hey, I'm going to just draw for a little bit, you know, keep doing your TikTok videos. I think they're great. I just want to take a little break or something that would be a little bridge that would be easier to do. And setting boundaries is always good with teaching girls, especially at a young age. Like, it's okay for you to say you don't like something. You don't have to do it in a sassy way or a rude way. It can just be like, hey, I don't really like doing that all the time, so I'm going to do something different. Or what would you think about us coming up with some ideas that we both like to do? So those types of things are setting small boundaries, like, and that's very important for girls to know how to do as well. So these are some things that I would really try and do and that I think you could do easily in any conversation about friendship and really reassuring them that being themselves is the best thing possible. Reinforcing those beliefs. So just to recap, number one is having a conversation about their friendships, having a check-in about their friendships, and finding out if, just from listening to them, if you feel like that they can be themselves with their friends, and even asking them. I mean, there's nothing wrong with saying, like, do you feel like you can be yourself and, and show all the sides of you with your friends? And see what she says. So that's number one, is asking those open-ended questions. Number two is all about really just having her take small action. So thinking like, okay, what's something small she could do with this situation, whatever it would be. So whether it's communicate in a way that feels right for her, whether it's telling them that she doesn't like something, whether it's trying out a new friend group or a new activity, those are could be small actions. So know your daughter, know the girl in your life, know what would feel right but might push her just a little bit out of her comfort zone and then the third action to take would be to help her set a boundary in a way that feels right for her so again not going way out of her comfort zone into like a risky zone of of feeling like that if she does something drastic that that something's going to change doing something that feels like her personality. So saying like, hey, I like to do that, but not all the time. Let's maybe try something else or can we try something else? And then just seeing what happens. And if they try those things, I think when they try those things that you suggest, if they do, because that's the hardest part, we can't control whether they actually do it, then you have a follow-up conversation. 
you can say, hey, how, you know, a day or two later, hey, did you try telling them that you didn't want to do that at recess? Or did you try suggesting something else to do? Have you tried that yet? And if they're like, no, we haven't really been doing that lately. Like everyone's been doing this instead. You can just support her in that and just say something like, okay, well, when it comes up again, you know, try it and see what happens. And then just note, like bookmark in your mind that you're going to come back to that in like a week or something and see how it is. So just knowing that you're like keeping a tab on how things are going without also just being all in her business. I think that girls tell me a lot that they feel sometimes like their parents are too involved in their friendships or they try to really know every single thing. And there is some privacy to friendship. I mean, not that they're ever keeping anything bad from you, but I think any of us, like there are certain things we talk about with our friends that maybe we would talk about in a different way to a parent or to someone else. So just knowing that they may be sharing everything with you. Hopefully they are being really open with you about it. But it's okay if you don't know every single thing that's happening too. So I know that can be kind of tricky sometimes. But the bottom line is we want our girls to feel like they're in healthy friendships. And healthy friendships sometimes have conflict. That doesn't mean that they're in a bad friendship group or that they're, you know, there's something wrong with with them or with their friends or whatever, um, the difference is teaching your daughter when it starts to get to where it, there's always problems and there are always things going on that are not positive in the friendship groups. How do they feel when they're around their friends? And they should feel like they can be themselves and that they can also say things that are not exactly like everyone else and they'll still be accepted. So... That is what I had for today with the topic of I'm afraid I'm not accepted by my friends and, and that kind of feeling of rejection that's really common with girls. If you have a friendship issue that your, your girl in your life is having, please feel free to send me a message on Instagram or you can email me girlspositivityclub at gmail and I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear what you need support in. And because I want this to be a podcast you can listen to, you can relate to, and then you can take action that is simple and you can do it immediately. There's no like reading you have to do. There's no research you have to do. Feel free to do research, but um, you know what I mean. So until next time, thank you for being here with me today. I would love it if you would subscribe to the podcast and if you would love to watch it on YouTube, it's going to be coming out on YouTube as well uh, if you're more of a video person. And keep raising those confident girls. I am so grateful that you are here today and I'll see you next time. Thanks for joining another empowering episode of the Raising Confident Girls podcast. Share today's insights with caregivers and friends, building beautiful relationships with strong girls. Hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. We're not just a podcast, we're a community. Follow Girls Positivity Club on social media for more empowering content on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube. This podcast empowers you supporting incredible girls. Let's create strong, beautiful relationships with the girls in our lives. I appreciate you listening today. Stay confident, stay connected. Until next time, keep raising those confident girls. You've got this.